0: man Mutawa, you are a refugee. You were born in Lebanon and your family are in Gaza. Yes. But you're over here in Ireland because you're yes. married to a, an Irishman. Yes. But the situation in Gaza has been in the news again very much. So your family are there. What are you hearing
1: from the strip? They are saying that the situation is really very, getting very worse for the people economically and More importantly, the people are losing the hope. They think that the international community abandoned them. No one cares about them anymore. And the more people just killed, they think that people look to them as number. They dehumanized them in the media. And they forget that they are families, they are sold, they have futures. And many of the people who have been killed, they are actually young people, very talented, and they are very successful in their studies. They didn't go there to demonstrate because they want to lose their life. They want to say to the world that actually we want a better life and we deserve a justice. It's not easy to be a refugee. We didn't ask to be a refugee. We didn't choose that path. It was imposed on us. Just tell people
0: briefly how that happened because I think some of the younger generation might not know that
1: story. It started with the words like in after Paul for promise for the Zionism community of having a Jewish country in in a land. There was being chosen the Palestinian land as a promised land for the Jewish community. Palestine was known for their tolerance and it's a home for three religions, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. So there never been a conflict towards religion and it was a very nice and fertile land. And people in the time of the World War, they were welcoming the Jewish who were fleeing from Europe because of what happened. And it was normal for us to accepting whoever coming in Palestine. But after the British men did it, they start to make people enter with the intention of staying to steal lands and taking the people's life, and then the gangs and the wars and the and armies. And that actually happened. I mean, Palestinians were put out of their homes, and those homes were given to Jewish settlers. Yes, in fact, like. People saying, uh, the propaganda, we don't want peace. That's not true. We actually wanted peace. When they say go to a peace process, we went to the peace process. They promised us with a lot of, and we get nothing out of the peace process. We actually lost of the land. Now, after the peace process, more than 62% of our land in West Bank, was being used for illegal settlement. Illegal settlements created there in order to create a new reality that prevent us from having a Palestinian state that they promised us with. And also to have a more economic favor more than us. They steal our resources and they sell it up. So imagine I go to stores in Europe and then I look into product coming from my family land, land I can't enter, land that suppose these resources are mine and i can't have it because it's now to someone else they are using it
0: so this is israeli settlers who move in and israeli army protect them to do that and they need to do that very strongly they take over the land i've seen pictures of olive trees and plantations being taken down and then you walk into a shop and you see those goods in the land that you and your family should own and they're now israeli produce. is that it
1: yeah, I feel this is very, like, painful for me to say it because I feel like everyone who are participating in buying such goods, they are actually participating in killing their sisters and brothers in the Palestinian land. they actually partners in the stealing of land and destroying of the plants. And that's what the Israelis' army and the settlers and the companies there, they are doing. They are doing, like, a type of partnership between them supported by the army and they actually targeting a certain farms and they go keeping harassing them attacking them and then they get a legal confiscation of the whole land and prevent the people from entering and destroying the home and that's it
0: tell me about
1: The Francis Black
0: Initiative, Senator Francis Black here, has raised a bill which is getting a lot of support from other parties for a boycott of those goods from those areas that are Israeli produced but are from actually Palestinian property. Do you support
1: that? Yeah, of course. I want to tell you something that now in Palestine, in Gaza, in West Bank, everyone is talking about it. In the radio, in the TV, everyone having hope. They are saying that this is the light... In the dark tunnels, because they think that if people did something like that, this means that people still care about the life of the Palestinian and our life are matters too, and people actually emotionally are waiting for such things. They think that this is going to be the start. So if it's happened in Ireland, it's going to encourage a lot of country to take the same steps. And it's very peaceful and very legal to take such things because these settlers are actually committing a crime against the international laws. They are actually building and using the resource of occupied lands. So we are protected by international laws. But it's not informed. So the only way is to do it by the support of the people themselves and the support of those who are can defend this right like, like the Senator Francis. I was delighted of being yesterday in her meeting talking about the bell and she actually hosted two farmers from the West Bank. They were telling their stories. And one of the things that went mentioned by the audience who attended there and participant that we don't hear a lot of stories from the Palestinian side. As a Palestinian, I will tell you that the Palestinians, they are scared to share sometime their stories because they feel ashamed to share their suffering. Why so? Because it's too much. It's a lot of suffering and a lot of unbelievable practices being done by the Israelis' armies and by the settlers. And they think that if they say the stories and the truth, people will not believe it. So I'm here saying to people, go, visit Palestine, go into the Palestinian territories, visit Israel, see the difference by your eyes, see what is really happening there and then come back and be the voice onto justice.
0: Now, I can hear how important it is for you and in many cases it is a life and death issue. Uh, How do you feel about the stories the Israeli government put out? Because they do seem to have a very slick communication strategy that does seem to get a lot of attention and very often and i'm not going to do it here people because i don't believe there is a on the one hand and on the other in this situation but there are people who say well what about the attacks from the palestinian side on innocent israelis in different places do you see that as a separate issue even
1: no, it, it's not actually separate issues. People have to understand this is a struggle and conflict is a very unique. It's a life instead of another life. You bring a life from outside. You bring settlers who have their own countries and have their own nationalities come into a land taking someone else's nationalities, someone else's land and life. And that's have been for 70 years. And that's an important point, isn't yes. it? It just didn't start after the
0: Second World War. It's actually still happening yes. at the moment. It's, I think people need to really
1: understand yes, that. That it's ongoing conflict since 70 years. It's an occupation. It's a unique type of colonization that's really very different to any type. Palestinians don't have any other country. They don't have any other nationality. They are now stateless. All the citizens of Israel actually have another nationality, they have another country, they have families in other parts of the world, they can return to it, Palestinians have nowhere. they are refugees, they are stateless, I stayed with no identity, no one recognized me because I'm a refugee and I don't have a country. And you said there you took hope from
0: Francis Black here, Senator Francis Black. Do you take hope also from some of the Israeli people and some of the Israeli soldiers, the refuseniks, who are coming out and saying, listen to us even. If you won't listen to the Palestinians, listen to us. What we're
1: doing there is unconscionable. I have to say I'm so proud because I know... The measurement and the practice and the pressure under these people. People don't understand that Israel is a military country so everyone has to go under the military for a certain times every member of the family so being able to say i will break my silence i will talk about what's really happening and i'm gonna support this palestinian because this is an occupation and i refuse i respect every single person who are doing that because they really saw it and they know the truth and a lot of courage groups working in israel they are actually pro Palestinian, and they are against occupation because you don't need to be in a certain religion or a certain nationality to support justice. Justice is justice everywhere at, at any time. And I think that those people or the Jewish or the Israelis who do support the Palestinian are against the occupation. They know the meaning of the suffering before. They know that you have to be in the side of justice or people and the humanity will not survive. You're a refugee yourself. What is on your passport? I actually, my passport is saying um, I was born in Lebanon, but I'm Palestinian. And I have a newly in 2008, I get a, a Palestinian national passport. But the way that people deal with you in the airport is like, you're really not valuable. It's like you're not actually a human enough to be taken into consideration. I can't imagine how that's for the Syrians, the Libyans, and the Yemeni, and all this new waves of refugees. Because when I see them, I know exactly what they are suffering. And uh, I worked with with a lot of refugees from different places, including Africa. And I have to say that people sometimes forget that refugees didn't suddenly decide to leave their homes or their lands or their relative and, and the friend and say, we're going to flee. they never been thinking of that. They are normal people, teachers, doctors, plumbers, whatever. They are normal people having their own dreams and they're having their own families. And suddenly they were being under a pressure of a conflict or a situation where their life and their kids' life come first.
0: So when I go to an airport and I'm sailing through as an EU citizen with the big smile and the waving you on, and I see that long line of people, you would be one of those. And you say you're treated as if you're not even human.
1: Yeah. That's true. It's very difficult for us as Palestinians to travel around. That's if they allow us. You have to go to a process of a visa, and mainly because you are Palestinian, most of the time they would refuse to give you visa because they are saying like you are stateless. So you, you may come and stuck in our country. We we don't want that. So it and then you ask yourself, but it's not my fault. Why no one is solving my problem? Do I want to stay stateless? Do I want to stay without a country? And of course,
0: your problem is
1: exacerbated because you, you
0: have no autonomy in your country yes. and then the Israelis have the American, the
1: United States. And Support. particularly, I'm sure you're upset under, it's not looking good under Donald Trump moving no, the embassy. No. I, I don't know, but I think that Trump is looking to Palestine and other country in a, a very economic way way he doesn't look into the human aspect and he doesn't consider what is really happening he just wants to have a more ally to support him and support his campaigns in the future presidency but for us it's more than that it's a life it's a culture it's a heritage I have a heritage but my heritage is very painful because it's in my shoulder. I still have the story of my grandfathers and the story of the suffering of my parents and then my own story. My only wish is that all the work and the effort being done by Ireland and the country and other European countries, this effort go into a beast where one day I don't have to tell my children my stories and they don't have to inherit all this amount of suffering and stories.
0: And finally,
1: you're a refugee, the Irish Jesuit Refugee Service, and we have a
0: wider Jesuit Refugee Service. But in Ireland, they've brought out a report recently asking Irish people to really support the refugees who are coming here and for our government to make radical changes, take in more refugees. You've been looking at that report. What
1: do you make of it? I think that it's incredible the efforts been done here but still I think that you need more engagement of the people themselves in Ireland and I know that the people here care they care and they have a very high sense of humanity but I think that they don't really know what they should do. So I think that there is a need for more work between the NGOs and the the charities, the organizations that work with the refugees and charities with the government and with a participation of a representative of the community to work together in order to find more symbols, models of integration in order to integrate the refugee. I worked in Egypt. Egypt has a huge number of refugees and it's a very poor country and the situation is really horrifying. But what is helping there, the people find alternative. If we wait for the governments to do everything, then there will not be a lot of help in Egypt. But people start to do work by themselves. They start to support the Syrians. They start to help them to learn. And I think in Ireland, it's a very huge challenge because people are feeling fear because they are lacking the language to communicate with other people and the culture they don't know anything. So if a group of people just volunteer to teach these people the culture and the language they're gonna see a difference, you're gonna meet a human like you, you're gonna know his story and then it's gonna be much easier for people to help. They could assist on finding a place for the refugee and and people think that refugees sometimes they are a burden but all the international reports are approving that when a refugee works and allowed to work in a country, they participate to the actual economy. And that's actually happened in Egypt. In Egypt, they were able to see it, save the, the Egyptian economy by participating with 200 billions came from the refugee because of their creation of activities and economic activities, either was former or informal activity. But if that could happen in Egypt, it still could happen in Ireland. And we hope it does. And it's been a pleasure speaking to you today. And I wish you
0: all the best you. wherever you travel. And may you be treated with the dignity you deserve.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you.